Welcome to this week's episode of the Rutledge Perspective Podcast. And this is a special episode because I am celebrating three milestones. And in doing so, I'm actually bringing you something special in this particular podcast. So the first milestone is it is the beginning of my birthday month. Whoop, whoop. So excited about that. Second is today marks the sixth anniversary of the Rutledge Perspective radio show. So I actually have my own radio show as well, which is just totally thrilling and exciting and completely unexpected. And I'm just thrilled to be able to to serve in that manner. And then last, but absolutely not least, is this episode is actually the 40th episode of the Rutledge Perspective podcast. And who knew that I've had, I would have so much fun doing this and connecting with you guys and sharing information and getting your feedback. It's just been absolutely amazing. And so with this episode to celebrate all of those milestones, I am going to be airing the audio of the radio show today because on this radio show, we talked about getting to know you because as I move into kind of this next phase and looking at what I want to do with my business, it hit me in the middle of the night, like it usually does, that it's really important to ensure that you do begin to share more and have people understand more about who you are and how you operate and how you show up in the world. And you have to be willing to at least let people in a little bit. And in order to allow people to get to know you, you have to get to know you. So we talked about that today on the radio show. So you'll get to hear me and you'll get to hear my producer, Jerry, chit chat about what it means to get to know you. So thank you all for being the support system and just the the wind beneath my wings as I move through this business, as I begin to serve in a way that's bigger and better and in supporting the podcast and supporting the radio show. You are absolutely amazing and I am so appreciative. Thank you for tuning in and I hope you enjoy. Welcome to The Rutledge Perspective. I am your host, Laurel Rutledge, and this show is where we talk about the things that are top of mind as you navigate your career, whether corporate or otherwise. The plan is to get you out of your rut and talk you back off that ledge with insights and perspectives on the daily grind. Welcome to The Village. Good morning. It's Tuesday. Talk it out Tuesday with Jerry. And here's the thing about today. It is the start of my birthday month. What? And six months show anniversary. Whoops. Six months? Yes, six months. We started the first Tuesday of March. I'm so bad at anniversaries and birthdays. So yes. this is the six months? This is the six months? We've been here doing this six months. That's uh-huh. amazing. I am so happy. So this makes this Tuesday extra special. So I'm really excited. So today we are going to talk about getting to know you. And what made me think about this was number one, again, it's my birthday month, which makes me very happy. And so I'm gonna be, if you're following me on social media, I'm gonna be asking a question every day this month just to get to know you and you to get to know a little bit more about me. So go out and see what I posted today. Actually, I'll ask Jared. My question today, I think I posted it. I didn't post it, but I'm gonna say it on the show so you guys can see it. Today's question is, what is your dream car? And people are going to be surprised what my dream car is. Well, those who know me won't be. But what is your dream car is the question for the day. So we're going to do this every day this month. So getting to know you. The reason I brought this up is because... Germany filmed it. Oh, Germany. Good morning, Germany. Um, The reason I brought this up about getting to know you is because... And Jerry and I were talking about this right before the show started. This has been an opportune time to get to know you. And when you think about a career or you think about building a business, a key piece of your success is not only knowing who you are and what you want and where you're going, but other people who want to do business with you or want to join your team or who want to interact with you and connect with you, that they get to know you. I did a a podcast a long time ago, uh, probably in 2018, I think, called You Do You. And the whole point of you do you is we talk about that all the time. People say, you do you, girl. That's okay. You do you. Well, here's the thing. You don't need to always do you. Or you might not need to do all of you. Because all of you may not be ready for public consumption. What? Okay. So what I mean by that is 
especially in business settings. People are more comfortable doing business with you when they know you. And most people get even more comfortable with you when they know much more personal and private things about you. Good morning, Longview. The reason that's a challenge is it, it can be culturally difficult. And especially for those of us in communities of color, we were taught from very, very young, don't put your business in the street. People don't need to know everything about you. They don't need to know everything that's going on. But when you get into corporate or you get into business settings, you get into places where you are networking, you're trying to find vendors, you're trying to become a vendor, you're trying to make sure you are the choice for people doing business in whatever service you're offering, people like to know who they're doing business with. So they're going to want to know, you know, where do you live? What do you like to do? What have you done in the past? Where'd you go to school? How many kids do you have? Do you have dogs? Are you a dog person or a cat person? All people like to know who you are. They like to spend time with you. They like to see how you are in a professional setting, but they also like to know who you are when you're not in a professional setting, who you are just every day. Now, being authentic means you are always who you are. And there are certain things that are appropriate and certain behaviors that are appropriate for certain times and certain situations. And that does not mean you're not being authentic. It just means you are aware and wise. We talked about wisdom last week. Wise about how you show up to places. Mm -hmm. So when you think about doing you, you should always do you. You just need to know how much of you to do in any given situation. And one way to do that is to know who you are, where you are, and what you want, what you're trying to do, and where you're trying to go. Because if you know that, then it's much easier for you to decide how and when and where you're going to show up and what you're going to let people know. So the other thing I talked about early on was corporate parties, because I hate dumb corporate parties. I hate them. I hate corporate events. I, I would rather pluck out my eyelashes than go to a corporate party. I really would. I just, they just, I just, I have to gear myself up to do that kind of stuff. But here's the thing. The party isn't about me. The party is not about me. The party is about you being visible to the people that you want in your network, to the people you want to sponsor you, to the people who are going to put you on their next project, to the people who are going to hire their next vendor. That's what it's about. The party is not just a party. The party is an event to build a business or build a reputation. That's what a party's about. So unless it's your family backyard barbecue, a party is a business. A party is an opportunity. A party is a situation where you can begin to build who you are and what you want. So I had to stop thinking about a party as a party because I'm not a big party girl, right? So I had to stop thinking about it as a party and then to start thinking about it as a stepping stone to where I was going. Mm -hmm. But I also had to learn how to manage me. So when I say you do you, I had to know how to do me in those party situations because I'm not a chit chatter. There are people that I just assume not spend a whole lot of time with. Oh you know, so, but you don't have to be ugly and it's not unkind to be clear. You don't have to be nasty to be candid. You know, none of that stuff. But I know me and I know good morning, Kentucky. Kentucky, we counting on y'all now. To show up and show out to vote. Amy McGrath. Woo -woo. So we are, when we when I show up and I have to manage me, what that means is I know my attitude was already probably a little off having to go to the party, which means I take a little extra time to make sure I am prepared and I look nice and probably look even nicer than I normally would because I need to, that helps with your attitude. When you look good, you feel good. If you don't make effort, my mom used to always tell me, when you don't feel great, if you don't make an effort, you're going to look like you feel. So I always make an extra effort to look nice. And then I make a plan. I make a plan. So when I get ready to go to a party, depending on the event, I may have actually signed up to be on the setup crew, right? Or signed up to work the check-in table or something like that. So then, yes, I have to interact and I have to talk to people, which is fine. But I don't have to do the big mingle and chit-chat and all that kind of stuff because I'm actually working the party. So it gives me a chance to still be involved. I still have to show up, but it gives me something to do that can help me manage my energy level. If I'm not working it, working it like specifically working the party, 
And I normally, because I know me, I normally sign up for whatever's going to be at the beginning. I very rarely will sign up to break stuff down because I know it's going to be late. And, and when it gets dark, my brain gets dark. Right. So I just know that about me. Right. And I don't have to broadcast that. I don't have to do any of that. But I know me. So then me doing me means managing me, because if I don't manage me, that means I also don't show up in a way that is it will be authentic, but it's probably much more raw than needs to be in that particular situation. So if I can't do a, a job, then I manage the party. I go in, I say hello, I put my coat away or whatever's going on. I go grab a drink, usually tonic water, um, because I'm usually driving. So I usually grab a tonic because then people don't know if you're drinking tonic or you're drinking gin or you're drinking whatever. They don't know. And everybody's curious. What are you drinking? What are you drinking? What are you drinking? What is that? Can I get you another drink? What are you drinking? Grab your tonic water, grab, grab your glass of wine, whatever it is that makes you happy. And then I make the rounds. I talk to everybody. I see everybody. I chit chat for two or three minutes until, you know, as much as my nerves can handle it. But I make sure as many people as possible see me during that event. And then when I've reached the end of my rope, which is usually about an hour and a half, max, I begin to make my exit. Again, I don't publicize it. I don't make a big deal out of it. I put my drink down on the tray where you put your little drinks and stuff. And I make my way right on out. And what's beautiful about that is because I have now worked the party, worked the room. I bought myself another half hour to an hour of, oh, yeah, she was over there. Oh, yeah, I just saw her over there. So they don't even know when you left. Wow. So I'm saying you do you also means knowing enough about you to manage the situations that you're in, to manage your attitude, to manage your energy, to manage your presence. And sometimes we don't think about all of that when we show up to places. We just show up without a plan. And y'all know how I feel about planning. Proper prior planning prevents poor performance. Especially if this is not a family thing. If this is a formal thing or a business thing, it is still work. Speaking of, whatever that drink is you get, whatever that thing is you get, is still a company event. This is not your backyard barbecue. You know what your limit is. Make sure you are under your limit. Because the last thing you want to do is to behave or say something, behave in a way or say something that may show up or turn up or say something about you or around you that is not what you wanted. So if your limit is two, have one. That's just good business, y'all. That's just good business, okay? So it's really important that as we talk about getting to know ourselves and getting to know, and by the way, I'll reveal my favorite card in the show. As we talk about getting to know ourselves, a big piece of that is a willingness to also call out the stuff that's not great or that's a challenge. You're still authentic. You're still who you are, but there truly is stuff that you might need to manage in order to show up and do you. I know I don't have a poker face. I just don't. And I have very little tolerance because um, I see my best friends on here. I have very little tolerance for just mess. I, I, I just, my tolerance is really low for that kind of stuff. And I don't suffer, as I say, don't suffer fools lightly. I don't. I, my tolerance for ignorance is, is really, really low. And because I don't have a poker face, what that means is I have to spend my time and energy ensuring that the words I say don't necessarily reflect the look on my face. And y'all have heard me say this before. Instead of saying, I can't believe you just said that, or that is the dumbest, I say, okay, now help me understand. Mm -hmm. Or, okay, I'm not following you. Maybe I missed something, right? So I pick words and I try to manage my tone because sometimes your tone, even though you're saying, you know, something nice, your tone says, oh, no. So I try to make sure that my words don't reflect what's on my face because my face is probably saying, I can't believe I'm having this conversation with this person. That's probably what my face says. But my words say, let me engage. Is there, a, help me understand what you mean. Oh, that's really interesting. And then try to change the subject, anything like that, right? Mm -hmm. So it's important to know what are the things that are less than ideal for a situation not changing who you are, but just managing those things in a way that enables you to show up authentically and powerfully, powerfully, 
Because if you're continuing to manage something that's crazy, you're not showing up in power. You're not showing up in power because everybody's thinking, oh, is that drink number 10 or number 12? That's not showing up in power at all. That is succumbing to something that is potentially problematic on a bunch of different levels. On a bunch of different levels. Good morning, Austin. So please, you know, think really carefully about who you are and what you want and what your brand is. Whether or not you have a business or not, you are your brand. You are your brand. And so how you shows up begins to build the reputation that you have. And if you show up, if you're always, always, always just running in a place, hair on fire, then people know, yeah, we're going to have to tell them that it starts like 30 minutes early because they're not going to be here on time. Or they're always here, or they never have their stuff together, or they're always behind, or whatever that is. Just understand that the way you show up and the way you behave begins to build your brand and your reputation. And people begin to deal with you in a way that honors, for lack of a better word, that brand. So again, if you're always, if you are never prepared, then the people that are around you are like, well, we're going to have to prepare because she's never going to have the stuff we need. So we need to make sure we have a copy of everything because she's not going to have it or he's not going to have it. Right. Or he always falls asleep in a meeting, always falls asleep in a meeting. So we need to be prepared that he's just not going to pay attention or we need to stop inviting him to the meeting. Right. So your behavior builds your brand and your brand determines how people deal with you whether or not they reach out to you, whether or not they put you on their team, whether or not they have you as a part of their village. All of that begins to build who you are and how you connect. And so if you don't know you, how do you expect other people to really form the kind of perspective about you and around you that is beneficial to you? It's not going to happen because perception is reality. And so if you're giving the perception that you're always harried or you're never prepared or you're always late, or you're, or on the positive side, you are early. You are always willing to help. You always are prepared for where you go. You know, take the positive side of it. Those are the things that will also begin to build your brand. And so you want to know who you are and how you show up and what's important to you so that that translates into the brand that you're building. Because we, whether or not we call it a brand, we are our brand. How we show up is who we are and who other people see that we are and the person upon which others are making and passing judgment. Now, we won't get into all the societal stuff that's going on right now because people do make decisions and have perceptions and pass judgments in about three seconds when they meet someone. So it's very quick. But that's also why when you're in these places, you go to these, these company parties, you go to these events, these networking events, while it, why it is important that you engage with people because every once in a while you will surprise somebody or someone will surprise you. You may have this perception as someone walked in and how they looked and how they carried themselves and what they did, but then you have a conversation with them and someone completely different is there. A completely different interaction happened. Something else really showed up in that conversation. And so the same is with you. Be who you are, be authentic to who you are, be true to who you are, because it is hard to keep up with all the lies you might have to tell. Mm. I don't know anybody who has that kind of brain power, unless you're a person who so doesn't care about the lies they tell, they don't try to keep up. We got examples of that going on right now. So, but if you are a person who cares about how you show up and what's going on, you will pay attention to what you say and how you say it and where you say it and all that kind of stuff, because it will come back. It will always come back. People will remember. They will remember what you say and they will remember how you treat them. And they will remember when that is all disconnected. And when it's disconnected, they're going to believe how they felt and how you treated them. That's what they're going to believe. They're not going to believe your words. They're going to believe your actions and they're going to believe how they felt. That's what's going to happen. So make sure when you're thinking about you doing you and how you show up, that you show up in a way that supports the brand that you want to build. I posted um, yesterday because this goes along with getting to know you because it's all it, it all ties into mindset. 
Because if we're if we are only concerned about us, this part of how you show up is, is being concerned about the other person. If we are only concerned about us, then it is difficult to serve. And so what I posted yesterday was a quote that said, your mind is like your bed. You have to make it up every day and be careful who you let in it. Mm. And I read that and I thought, now do I really want to post that? And I said, yes, I do. Yes, you do. And the reason I want to post it is this. Not only do you need to get to know you, but you need to get to know what is in your head and what you allow into your head and into your spirit, because that then shows up in your actions. Good and bad. It is true when they say, be careful what you listen to and hear first thing in the morning. That stuff that gets in your brain, gets in your ear, gets in your spirit first thing in the morning, it sets the day. And so if you are not paying attention to what you let into your mind and into your spirit, that is going to show up in how you show up. That is going to impact your brand. That's going to impact how you interact with people. That's going to impact how they interact with you. So be sure that you are mindful, the word that everybody's using now, that you are mindful of the stuff that you allow to get in. Now, you also have to have a strong mind and a strong spirit because part of being prepared and part of doing you and part of having awareness is knowing about the other stuff that's going on. And I have to admit, because we are honest on this show, I watched maybe two seconds of the RNC. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And at some level, I was disappointed because I truly believe you've got to listen to every perspective so that you can support and or build and or challenge your own. It is important to know other stuff and you get information and knowledge everywhere. That's called wisdom. Remember, you get it from everywhere. And then the wisdom is how you apply the knowledge that you gain. And my spirit couldn't take it. My brain couldn't take it. I couldn't, I could not take it. And I was in a position where I knew that the most important thing for me to be able to continue to show up was to not have stuff coming into my brain and my spirit that was going to send me crazy. Now, I did go back and watch replay. So let's just say I, I couldn't, I couldn't watch it real time. So that's a different thing. That's another thing that's my issue. I couldn't watch it real time. It's like, I think I've developed, to be honest, I really think I've developed kind of some level of adult ADD. I just can't. I have a hard time watching things in real time lately. I need to be able to like stop and get up and move around and go yeah. back and replay, go through the commercials. I can't. I, it, yeah. So I just, I don't have the patience anymore. So I did go back and watch replays because I think it's important again to know what everyone else is saying, what other people are seeing what they're basing their information on and their perspective on. It's, in, it's important to gather data. And it is important to understand that data is just data. It's the insight that you gather from the data that makes you wise when you're making decisions. Because the data is just information. Information gives you knowledge. Using that knowledge gives you wisdom. Been and this is just oh my god! I was thinking about spiritually when the Bible says you know a liar can't carry in his presence. Mm -hmm. And could you have just been irritated because you knew what you were going to hear was not going to be the truth? Yes and yes. And that disturbed and you. Yes. So is that a bad thing if you couldn't? Because the only reason I watched it all mm -hmm. I'm honest mm -hmm. is because I do production and I want yes. to see how the production, how the production was, was. Yep. against the Democrats. Mm -hmm. So I was like, <laughs> but after a while I was like, okay, I can't hear no can't listen, right. to, to be <laughs> So could it be that you yeah. knew it was gonna be lying? I knew I knew it was I knew my spirit was gonna be challenged. And what's interesting, y'all, about what Jerry just said. It right, Heather just said, How do we do live before DVR? Right? How do we live before DVR? I know that's right. Um, but what's interesting and what's important about what Jerry said is she watched because there was also talk about you doing you. Yeah. She is in production. There was some information she was going to be able to gather that was going to give her additional knowledge that she could use in her business. See, that's what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> so, so that's what I'm saying about even when you don't want to participate when you don't want to listen, when you know the views are contrary to yours, you know, without a doubt, it is going to really make you crazy. Like I knew, I knew I was not going to be able to survive with my, with my 
nerves intact. But I also knew this is an important time in our lives. And in order for me to stay here and stand here with Jerry and talk about my PSAs and how important voting is and how important issues are, it is important to understand for me the issues as well and all perspectives of the issues. And then to make a decision that's based on one on fact and then also on opinion, right? And emotion. So I get the facts and then I decide based on the facts, here's what I'm going to do. And if what I want to do is contrary to fact, I just have to own that. Mm. Very rarely is that the case for me, but sometimes it is. I know that's going to be a problem. I know I really shouldn't do that, but you know what? I want to, and I'm willing to suffer the consequences of the choice I made because we are free to make choices. We are not free from the consequences of our choices. Good morning, Carla. We are not free from the consequences of our choices. I like what you said earlier too. Can we go back? You said yes. about the party, the corporate party. Yes. And I see a friend of mine, and I was remember saying something with her before. I said I tend to, when I go to any event or corporate party, I leave early. I don't want to be mm-hmm. the one to close Closing the it down, down yeah. or put chairs. Right. Up. That came from before corporate, so I'm like, right. Because that to me, yeah, it almost makes you look thirsty. Yeah. Yeah. And so I make sure that I make my appearance. I stay one or two hours. Right. I know how long it's going to be. Right. And then I leave. But you just yes. said it. You walk the room. You've done what you were supposed to do. Exactly. Then you talked about the chit-chat. Yes. And I know we're related because I don't like a lot of chit-chat. I don't And either. I was just uh, responding to when you come yeah. back and see this. Yeah. I said, my ministry is called Shut the Hell Up Ministry. Right. <laughs> so when you said that, I said, oh, that's Shut the Hell Up Ministry right there. Yes. Because sometimes you know what you can take. Yes. And there, and my friend always says, the grace has lifted because yes. when my eyes starts twitching, <laughs> and I roll behind my head. I've heard too much. It's time to go. go. I know. I know. We just, you have to know you and you have to do you. Because if you are going to an event for a purpose, make sure that nothing occurs during that event that takes you out of your purpose. So if you know I have about two hours of energy, make sure you're out of there at an hour and 59 minutes. Mm-hmm. Because I know for me, once I get irritated and frustrated, my ability to respond with patience yeah. is severely challenged. And I tend to be a fairly patient. Well, that's not true. Patience is not my superpower. But when people are talking to me or engaging with me, I have a different level of engagement and ability to just kind of listen, even if there's may be sometimes that I'm not really listening to every single word. I at least have an ability to engage in a way that is respectful and because I'm a curious person. So I do want to know. I want to know what you got to say. I want to know what your perspective is. Because to me, it's again, it's all data, right? But there is still, even with that, even with my curious nature, so not patient nature, but curious nature, that enables me to really engage with people and talk to people and understand what's going on. I still have to know that at a certain point, it is time for me to pack it up. It is time for me to make a move. And there are situations, and this is the other thing about your plan. Not only do you make a plan about when you're going and how you're showing up and who's there and all that kind of stuff. Find a buddy. Find a buddy. Because, and find a buddy who really knows you and cares about you. Because that buddy, when they see that you've been in this same conversation for 45 minutes, and your eyes starting to twitch, <laughs> Jerry. That's what I was going to say. They're the person. Oh, hey, Laurel, I need you to do this for a minute. Can you come? Can you come? You know, we need your help. That is a beautiful thing. It's and just, know which buddy to take because not everybody is supposed to be for every event. Exactly. You, you know you can't take this. You got to be careful who you go to things with. You got to be careful. You can't take everybody everywhere. But make sure you have somebody who you can rely on. And somebody that you guys can watch out for each other. Yeah. You know, so if you are, if you know your limit, but for some reason it's been one of those days and you've got to get close to your limit and you got a buddy, but it's going to be like, you know what? That was number four and your limit is two. We might want to mm-hmm. make that next one water. Right. Or the buddy that says, don't pick that drink back up because remember, you're not supposed to put your drink down mm-hmm. and walk away. Ladies and men too, but ladies, never, ever, ever, never. Put your drink down and walk away. I don't care if it's a corporate party. Ever. Never. Okay. Public service announcement. Never, never, never walk away. You need to always have your eyes on your drink. And even if you are standing talking to somebody, put your hand over the top of your drink. Mm -hmm. 
You never know who's walking by dropping something. Just, I'm just saying. You don't need to be paranoid. You just need to be cautious and careful and aware. Be because that happened to me. So I do know, understand that. So you do have to be mindful. You do have to be mindful. It happened to my cousin. He was yeah. a PV. So you have to be careful. You have to yeah. know who's around you. So getting to know you means also getting to know the people in your village. And we've talked about this. Whether you're building a business or building a career, it all comes down to strategy and people. I say it in my opening. Because if you don't know where you're going, how do you know who you need to have on your team? And we're going to talk about that even in the career edition of The Five Secrets is knowing who is really on your team and who's not. Knowing who you can count on and who you can't. And that doesn't mean that you can't get to know people and you can't hang out with people and you don't have a big circle of acquaintances. There is a difference between an acquaintance and a friend. There is a difference between an acquaintance and a friend. There is a difference between friend and family. Mm. And quite frankly, all family you can't take every place either. And then you love them because they're family, but you know them because they're family. Mm. And so don't allow yourself to forget who you are and where you're trying to go and what you're trying to do out of an abundance of concern for hurting other people's feelings. You don't have to be ugly, but you just have to be cautious and knowledgeable and know you so that when you show up, you show up the way you need to show up, the way you want to show up, and you are surrounding yourself with people who also know they may not understand, but they know what your purpose is and where you're trying to do and where you're trying to go. And they are supporting you in doing that. You want people who are not going to let you, you know, walk out of the bathroom with toilet paper on your shoe. Yeah. You want people who are going to have your back and you don't need 400 of those. You don't. You don't need 400 of those. You need one to two, maybe five people who really have your back. Mm-hmm. Your ride or die folks. You don't need 400 of those. In fact, you probably can't find 400 of those. And if you think you have 400, my question to you is, are they really ride or die or are they hanging on? I was going to say, sometimes you can, only because if you're known and where you're going is where everybody wants to get to, Mm -hmm. you can easily find people who want to go. But as you said, you need to have the ones that are there for purpose. Yes. And understand why there were places that a friend of mine who's in business went a lot of times and she would ask me to go, mm-hmm. but I would have to know my role of why yes, I was there. It exactly. wasn't for me to be there to pass out my business card right. or to do anything with the support that she was doing. Right. So you yeah, right. do have to be careful. You have to be careful. You have And you have to know who you surround yourself with mm. because as they say, show me, don't show, don't tell me where you want to go. Show me who your friends are something like that right i think it's jim Rohn. i can tell how successful you're going to be by who you surround yourself with what jacqueline says and i, I like that and i want you to address that she said ride or die is a hard to find do you do you find that to be true you know what i i think ride or dies are hard to find mm-hmm. i do um because by its very nature ride or die means somebody's going to be in the alley with you in that knife fight right <laughs> and not everybody's going to do that and 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 that's not to say that that ride or die needs to be able to die with you every day. Because if you're really trying to, if you're really living that life, that's a whole different thing, <laughs> right? Seriously, y'all. But but you do need that person that no matter what, they have got your back. Now they may come back to you later on and say that was crazy, yeah. and we're not gonna do that again. But they have got you as long as they need you. They are not gonna run you down to somebody else. They're the people that are a vault with the stuff that is sensitive to you. A vault. Whatever they know about you is going to their grave with them. Mm-hmm. But they're also the person that is going to pull your coattails and say, that was crazy. We're not doing that again. And I want to, I love you, but I'm not going to support you doing that again. You know, but they're going to do that in private. They're not going to do that in public. When you talk about ride or die in business, I'm thinking about Tyler Perry. And he would often, when he did his productions, didn't get anybody new. He used the same people mm-hmm. that he always used. Mm-hmm. And I'm the same way when I do a production. Mm-hmm. If you've been with me, because I think a ride or die person, when you're talking about in business, is those that are there when the lean moments. Yes. And able to, because I would always tell the cast, hey, listen, it gets greater later. So right. I'm a little bit now. Right. what we got right now. Right. But they hung in there. And then some people were like, no, I need my coins right about now. Right. And they would leave. But right. 
Is it a certain person you're looking for when you're talking about collaborative work and business as a ride or die? Shoot yeah, it's, it's the same thing. It is, it is that same concept. As you say, the people who are going to be there when the times are tough, the people that are going to bootstrap with you, mm. the people that understand that understand that comment, you know, it's going to be greater later. The people who really understand that, the people who are willing to invest because they believe in you as much as they believe in themselves. Yeah. Now, you still have to be cautious because some of those people who are willing to invest now are looking for more than a payoff later. Right? And so they may be looking to invest with you now and then take what you did to build their own later. That's not always bad. That's not always bad, but you got to make sure you, that's why it's not unkind to be clear. You got to have those conversations early. You got to have those conversations early because what you don't want is someone who has been your ride or die, you thought was your ride or die, all of a sudden is building the same business across the street from yours and using your advertising, you know what I'm saying? So, so just be cautious of who you have in your circle. Be but when you say that even in business, because I know for me, I've had people say, woman well, of God, you can't do it all by yourself. You can't do that. True. And I understand that. That's true. You cannot do it all by yourself. But you can be cautious, not yes. scary. Absolutely. Not fearful. But you've learned enough and you've gone through enough. You're not holding grudges. No. You're just more aware. And you're willing to wait until yes. you know that you've got that yes. right fit. It's so called wisdom. It's, yeah. it's called wisdom. We talked about that last week. It's called wisdom. Just because someone is a good person or someone is good at something doesn't mean they are good for what you need in that moment. It is not unkind to be clear. And that's why you have to really know what you want and what you need. And you have to be willing to have conversations about not just the right now, but here's where I'm trying to go. And you need to listen to understand, not listen to respond. So when you are talking to people, especially in business, and you're trying to find who's going to be on your team, you need to listen to understand and not listen to respond because people are going to tell you who they are. They're going to tell you what they believe. They're going to tell you how they operate. Now, the good ones, you might have to dig a little more. The folks that are really shady, right, are going to show up really shiny, really shiny. And they got all kinds of worms in that apple. Mm. But if you really pay attention, if you are listening to understand and not listening to respond, which means when they answer a question, you can follow up with additional questions based on their answer that digs a little bit deeper, you will know who you are. And you, I mean, you will know who they are. And it is okay to say, mm, I just don't think it's a fit right now. But you have got to be prepared to be really clear on where you're going. Even if the clarity is, Here's what I'm thinking. Here's where it's moving. I don't have all the plans yet, but this is the vision. Because you also need to know if people are okay with ambiguity. They're okay with saying, okay, she's not quite sure, but but I know she's got it and I know she's smart and I know she is a person that makes things happen, so I'm going to ride along. I'm mm-hmm. going to make it happen with her. Because I know her enough and trust her enough that I believe that whatever it is is going to be in service, it's going to be purposeful it's going to make an impact you know whatever 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 okay but you've got to take the opportunity to get to know you so you can get to know the people that you want to be attached to you and more importantly the people you don't want to be attached to you is it kind and clear to say i've changed my mind when you said that yes when i think about the pandemic seven months ago what I wanted seven months mm-hmm. ago is not mm-hmm. what I want now. Right. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, is she going to build this? She's going to do this? She's going to mm-hmm. do that? But mm-hmm. my mind has changed right. in that seven-month period. So is it kind to say, it's not you? And I'm not trying to be funny when I right. say right. it's not you. It's me. It's, it's me. Right. <laughs> right. Right. No, is it, it unkind to say, this is no longer what I want? No, it is not unkind. Because, again, it is about being clear. And strategies have changed. We talked about that in the, in the pandemic earlier, too, which is, it is important to be transparent with people. Mm. Folks, here's where we were going. Here is the plan that we set up in January. Mm-hmm. But starting in March, the pandemic hit. And we first had to figure out what that even meant. Then we all had to start working at home. Then we had to figure out how to bring people back. And then we had to figure out how we were even going to keep our businesses running. Mm-hmm. So instead of where we were going in January, this is where we think we're going. And that may be we're just in survival mode right now. 
But it is not unkind to be transparent and to be clear with people to say, things have changed, times have changed, the direction has changed. And here's where we're going right now. For this moment and for the foreseeable future, this is where we're moving. And people will either be okay with that or not. It doesn't really matter because those who get it will get it. Mm. Right? What is that saying? Those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. Mm-hmm. So those who matter will understand. Those who get it, get it. And those who don't, never will. Well, some people see it as a, a sense of disloyalty. Let's say you started out with somebody. You were working together. Y'all really making it happen. But things change. The company has grown more. And now you want a different mm-hmm. person to do what this person was doing. Not that they're bad, but you see that this person has more skill set to do this, to take the company to the next level. And oftentimes, people will say, now they got it, now they don't want me no more. Is that the case? It's about managing expectations. Managing expectations. Especially when you are initially building a team. Because those people that are with you from the very beginning, that are bootstrapping with you, right, that are that are not eating when you're not eating, those people also, because it's human nature, will have a tendency to have a sense of ownership of everything that's being built going forward. And a sense of, for lack of a better word, entitlement to be mm. along for the rest of the ride. Because they put their blood, sweat, and tears in just like you did. Mm-hmm. So what do you mean they're not there for the long haul, right? So that's about managing expectations up front and then continuing open dialogue all along. Because, uh, well, except for the pandemic and, and, and disasters, very rarely does something change overnight, right? I mean, we do have, things do change quickly. But generally, if you're building a business and you're moving forward and you're thinking about strategy, you're thinking longer term and things happen over time. Mm-hmm. So you're able to really see, oh, I think things are moving. So I'm going to have to flex. I'm going to have to pivot. I'm going to have to do something a little bit different. And in doing so, you need to take the time to understand what change you need to make. Understand what skills you need to make that change. And then and only then evaluate if the people around you have the skills that you need. Because if you start with the people, you're never going to get where you need to be. You got to start with the strategy. And that's not being mean. That's not being having a lack of compassion. That's just business. That's just business. And it's the same thing in your life. You got to know where you're going so then you can have people around you that will help, help get you there. And nobody can be your everything. Nobody can say that for people to try to do that. Because I've had that done before mm-hmm. where, okay, I want to do this for you and I can do this. But you don't have the marketing skills. Right. That I need. You're killer at this. Right. But how are we going to market it now? Because you're going to need the connections, the influence. Exactly. You can't be the everything. You can't be everything. None of us can be everything to everybody. And that's where those man- that that's where managing expectations and having those conversations is really important up front. Mm. I know this is stuff you want to do. However, our need is for a certain level of expertise. So I'm going to make sure we bring in that level of expertise. And by doing so, it enables you, because this is a desire you have, to maybe learn and grow and build into that. Mm-hmm. So you're not cutting somebody loose and saying, no, you're absolutely not. We're just, I'm just saying... I'm going to actually, because I do care about you and I do feel you are valuable and I value you, I'm going to set up this situation where you may actually get to learn the stuff you really want to learn. But in the meantime, we are not negatively impacting the business, impacting the business, or I'm not negatively impacting me personally because of a skill gap that you have. It's not a gap in desire. It's a gap in actual skill. But if you don't know your strategy and where you're going, it is hard for you to make that determination. And people can sell you anything. Mm. If you don't know, people can sell you anything. It's hard in this day and time because now what I didn't used to do is really verify. And mm-hmm. sometimes you can really do that on social media. Yeah. Especially if you're talking about a PR person or somebody right. who's in charge of marketing and you only see they have a like here and a like there, mm-hmm. then how are they going to get you before the masses if they don't have the influence that you're going to need. Right. And so people are not really mindful that you can kind of check things out a little bit you easier now you absolutely than you can. did in the past. You absolutely can. And it is not unkind to ask the critical questions. You are building a career. You are building a business. If you've got somebody that's doing some kind of creative skill for you, it is not out of the bounds for you to ask for proof. Show me your portfolio. 
give me a list of the clients that you've been in. And I want clients who have enjoyed your work and I want clients who have not. Mm. I want to talk to both. I want to talk to both because it's really important that people understand that not every, even when you do work, sometimes things just get off kilter and not everything is a raving success. So also don't get taken in by five stars all the time. I would much rather have a three, four and a half who's really doing great work and I love their stuff and they connect with me than have a five who is so all about their five stars that they don't listen to anybody. They stop listening. They stop paying attention. They have stopped being focused on service. They have only been focused on getting five stars. And once they got them, I'm five stars. You have to be discerning. You have to know you and you have to know you so well that you're able to learn others and learn them too. And be honest about it. You're not making a judgment on character. It's not about their character because none of us are in the business of judging character necessarily in this situation. You are making a judgment for your business. Now, if it's personal and you're talking about your ride or die, you need to understand people's character because that's how you know who you want with you and who you don't and who you can trust and who you can't. Because character is how you act when nobody's watching. Mm. Integrity is what you say and do when no one's watching, right? That's why be careful of five stars. Be careful of five stars. Because people who are so adamant to lead their conversation with you with, we've got five-star service. Really? Okay, well, five stars and you have five people. Or you're so focused on five stars that I can't, I can't get you to answer the phone. I can't get you to, you know. So just be, just be cautious. Don't believe everything people tell you. Trust, but verify. I'm going to trust you because I don't know any different yet, but I'm going to verify because this is my life or this is my business or this is my whatever. I'm saying that now more so on the news that I never paid attention to before about the fact checkers. Yes. And uh, yeah. they got some fact checkers that are quick. And yes. you see that, you know, the president or whatever, he's always saying this and this and this. But when you said a person is focused on one thing, it's about the ratings. So we mm-hmm. have really high ratings. And this had yes. Five, they had crappy ratings. And so that lets you know, you don't have to wonder or guess right. what their focal point right. is. Right. That's what it's about. So right. anytime your focal point is on one thing, mm-hmm. you can already know that that person is only focused on achieving right. that one goal. Right. I mean, think about it with the, with the, the evolution of social media, hmm. where you could like things, you could comment on things, you could get followers, all this kind of stuff. Then all of a sudden a business was built to get you followers. You can buy followers. You can buy likes, right? You can buy communities. And so you've got to do a little bit deeper research because just because it's a like and because they got 4 million followers doesn't mean those followers are genuine. That could just be a bot. So don't be taken in by the likes and the followers and the what have you. I had somebody, Wow. yeah, I had somebody uh, comment a long time ago that was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know they always talk about her all the time, but I got more followers than her. I'm like, well, yeah, but see, I'm not buying mine. Did I say that out loud? So, and, and the other piece is, what is your priority? So my priority is the service that I'm giving. My priority is ensuring that I'm delivering what I say I'm going to deliver, that I am making an impact for people, that I am a place, that I am a safe space for people to ask the hard questions about themselves or about other situations. That's the goal. And, and if that's consistent. two people, and I'm consistent. If that's two people or if that's two million people, as long as I'm able to impact, as somebody, a good friend of mine the other day, I called her on Friday. Was it Friday? I don't know. No, it wasn't Friday. One day last week. I was like, Sherry, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm beat. I am beat. My soul is tired. I, said, I just don't even know. And she said, Laurel, you got to remember, just impact one person. Just make a difference for one person. You don't have to change the world. Change one person. Help one person. Serve one person. And I had to really think about that. And yeah, Heather said, you know, you got to watch the other hand. You got to watch both hands, right? Mm-hmm. So you got somebody over here waving all kinds of stuff. You don't know what they're doing over here, right? Mm-hmm. So don't be... I'm not saying that um, reviews are not important. I'm not saying that 
likes and stars and all that kind of stuff is not an indicator. It is one point of data. We are smarter than that. It is one point of data. Just like when I go read reviews, I read the top reviews, I read the bottom reviews. I read the ones and twos. I want to know when those happened, were those recent? And I want to know what the details were of that situation. So don't just read the stuff that's great. Read the stuff that's not so great. And then make a decision and then have a conversation so that you make up your own mind. Because those great reviews and those not so great reviews can help you formulate your strategy for asking questions and figuring out who you want to work with. All the stuff you saw that wasn't great, ask about that. Hey, I saw this from you. My concern is I've got this, this, and this, which is similar to the person that wrote this bad review, so I'm concerned. Can you tell me how it's different now? And then you listen to understand. You listen to what people say and what they don't say. Yeah. Bless his heart. I got the mask. Mask. You know what? Right. Well, when you said that, I'm thinking about even in social media tagging. Uh-huh. And oftentimes people do a lot of tagging. I don't yes. tag. I honestly don't tag. And mm-hmm. this is somebody I personally know. Right. And exactly. it's something we're doing together. Right. And I'm not judging the taggers, but here's the deal. When you talk about building authentic numbers, right. it may look like it's taking you longer, but they're authentic numbers. Right. Because right. you're authentically having to put in the right. sweat equity to build right. up this clientele. And oftentimes we don't look at that as a win right. because you look at the consistency of a person. Right. And the fact that how long have they been doing this right. and their consistency. And I think we don't give consistency credit that consistency deserves right. because sometimes we'll see people and yeah, they may got a whole bunch of followers, mm-hmm. but they're all over the place. Right. And they're not consistent. Right. You and I were talking about somebody I was going to get to come do some work uh-huh. the other day. And I said, when I called them back, I noticed that their phone was dead. Right. And it wasn't that the phone was dead. It was, it was common. Right. And I thought to myself, now, if they couldn't do the work, they're going to rush me because they got a need. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to tell yourself mm-hmm. now, I don't want to do business like that anymore. Right. I want somebody that's going to be right. reputable and they're consistent in their right. business. Exactly. Exactly. And and when you talk about how you show up and when you show up and where you show up, you know, if if there's a reason that these social media platforms give more perks and you have more options the more followers you have the more likes you have because that means they're getting more advertising dollars right they're getting more influence they're getting more all these other things so you only get to do x y and z if you have x number of followers which is fantastic i mean that's i'm i'm, I'm by no means knocking that because there are a lot of people who have built these huge followings authentically but here's the other thing i'll tell you that my coach has always told me and i have now found to be absolutely true people are watching even if you think they're not watching and they are following they are paying attention. They are listening. I have had so many people come out to come to me lately and say, hey, yeah, I went to your website. I love your website. Or, hey, I saw you posted this. Had people I hadn't talked to in years, people I don't know, because they've been watching, because I keep showing up. As Jerry said, you just be consistent. And I consistently show up like this. And you're right, Heather, there is life outside of social. So don't spend all your time just trying to get 5 million followers. Because how are you going to continue to deliver what people need when you don't know what they need because you're never out there talking to people? You're just on and social. And how do those likes turn into dollars, though? The ultimate goal, we're not greedy, but we're right. not It's not benevolent society, right? Yeah, you want to make sure that that followership right. is going to trans, especially if you got a product, right. how does that translate into right. dollars? And that's where people really need to think, think more strategically. What am I doing? How am I showing up? Who am I that's showing up? What is the purpose of showing up? And what ultimately can I do to bring more dollars in, which allows me to keep showing up? Can I ask this question? This is yes. one that came to me with Joe Biden when we're talking about him. And they were said about he's not campaigning and he needs to come out of the base, whatever mm-hmm. somebody said, or whatever. When you talk about social media and marketing, back in the day, I remember having to put flyers out on cars mm-hmm, and, right. and beat the streets and meet people. Right. Then I started relaxing because it's like so easy to put a flyer up on social <laughs> right, media. Right. But it has hit me. You're going to yeah. have to go back to the grassroots yes. of getting your business out to the people. Yes. And you're right. Everything is not in that bubble of social media. Right. Because nine times out of ten, the real people you actually need to fund something, they're not on social media. They're not. They're not. Um, 
And there is a resurgence, despite all this stuff that happening with USPS, there is a resurgence in snail mail now. Hmm. Because people are bombarded with email. They're bombarded with ads. And, and I'm guilty too. I'm doing ads too. Because almost you almost got to do them now. Yeah. And I'm so cautious about ads. I'm so cautious about how I put stuff up because I don't like to be hard sold. I, I hate that. And so I'm very cautious about how I promote things and how I advertise. Because I don't want anyone to feel like I'm selling them, you know, snake oil. Or that I'm being sleazy. And so all those people, just so you know, the fastest way for me to ignore your invite, especially on LinkedIn, or for me to take you off of my list, is for you to send me an invite. And when I accept it, the first thing you do is try to sell me something. Because see, that's disingenuous. And there was a person who, there have been several, but there was one person in particular I remember who reached out to me. We were not connected. Who said, Laurel, you know, I would like to join your your um, LinkedIn you know, network, here is what I do. Here is what I've seen about your business. So they've done some research. I would love to be able to participate and or help you, but I also understand that this is not the time. Thank you for reading this. Friended them immediately and sent them a note because they were upfront in the beginning. Here's what I do. Here's why I'm reaching out, but here's also what I know about you that makes it reasonable that I did it. All day long. I'll take that all day long because then when I need something, in that, then I got somebody who already showed me who they were. Mm. They already showed me who they were because they were honest about why they were reaching out to me. Then I get all the other people who are like, yeah, I want to be in your network. And then, you know, oh, by the way, I'm, I'm getting more digital marketing people lately. Mm. It's just, it's just insane. But anyway, so bottom line, bottom line, know who you are and how you show up and why you are showing up where you're showing up. Understand that there may be a level of discomfort that you're going to have to have in order to let people in, at least to get to know a little bit about who you are, because that's how you build networks. That's how you build relationships, both professional and personal, is by enabling people to know a little bit about you and who you are and how you do what you do and why you do what you do. Jerry, he's coming. Yeah. So remember that. Remember that is important to show up authentically. Also remember that everybody doesn't need to know every single thing about you in order to get to know you and know how you operate. That's not a requirement of that, especially professional relationships. Not everyone needs to know everything. So in other words, I've used this a lot and people laugh at me that people may need to know you make sausage, but they don't necessarily need to know how the sausage is made. Okay. Cause the sausage making process can be kind of messy. We all are a little messy behind the scenes. All of us are a little messy behind the scenes. There's only certain people you want to let into your mess. Not everybody needs to be in your mess. And we all got some kind of mess. We all do. Keep living. So as we end, because I'm so excited. Y'all are so awesome. So awesome. Thank you for tuning in. So the question today on the radio show, I don't think I posted on social media yet, but it's going up at noon, um, was what is your dream car? So this is my birthday month. We're going to get to know each other this month. The question today. My dream car. My yeah, guess. Maybach? Nope. Ferrari. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> My dream car is a 1968 Mustang Shelby <laughs> Cobra convertible. Because that's what my dad had. He had one that was customized with Big Block 350. I'm trying to find it. Why I want that car so bad. <laughs> Sherry Duff from St. Louis knows that. I had a Mustang convertible, but that's the one I wanted. Mustang 68, oh, Mustang Shelby God. Cobra. That is my dream car. If y'all are listening, and there's if some specific people first. I'm talking to, if you're listening and you want to make me a happy person, you will find a way to find that car and have it restored for me. That would be a great like birthday I'm present. Be if you get it first, I'm going to be hating. <laughs> <laughs> it, I found one online, but it was like hundred thousand dollars. I'm not doing that. You so anyway, thank you guys for another awesome Tuesday. Stay tuned. Follow me on social media. I'm asking a question today. Let's get to know each other. I won't be sharing how my how, all my mess, but I will be asking some cool questions. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. Thank you, California and St. Louis and Texas and Germany, Germany and Kentucky, New York and New York. Thank y'all so much for, for being here on another Tuesday, talking it out with Jerry P. Beasley. 
We will be again next week. Tune in. You have been listening to The Rutledge Perspective. Thank you for tuning in. If we've given you a new perspective or helped you clarify your own, please give us a five-star rating. You can find more information about this and other episodes of the show on laurelrutledge.com slash podcast, and you can subscribe to the show where you get your favorite podcasts. You can also follow me on social media. Oh, and if there's someone you think would enjoy or benefit from the Rutledge perspective, please pass it along. Thank you for tuning in.